0: The Mayo Are Back podcast is brought to you live by Supermax and Mace in ballin If we don't see you there on Sunday, you're not a real fan!
1: How do and welcome to the third edition of the Mayo Are Back podcast. Coming up on this week's episode, our esteemed panel of Mayo gurus look ahead to the Battle of the Wild Atlantic Way on Sunday and assess Mayo's chances of winning this All-Ireland's shamey filin. Also, our Mayo are back cold case investigates team go undercover inside the county board to find out more about the latest scandal to hit Mayo GAA. Lock up your lambs, put on your Mayo jersey, sit back, relax and enjoy. Henry Coyle, take it away.
2: Let them say what they like about Mayo people but Mayo supporters are the best supporters in the world. <laughs>
1: How do-do-do, Mayo do-do-do, you're very welcome to this third edition of the Mayo Are Back podcast. You find us here, we're sitting in Park Sean MacGiarmada, Carrick and Shannon, County Leitrim. It's a, it's a very wet day here, but we're having a good time. I'm sitting, we're sitting around here, I'm surrounded by three fine Mayo men, some men who have you met before we've got the full squad assembled again this week we've been rotating the panel in the last few weeks we have been running the bench We've been making a few changes here and there unlike our county senior team but we've got the full squad back together here we're at full strength no injuries sitting to my left here we've got Patsy Broderick again he's back for his his second start in a row across the table here we have JP a well-known Mayo fan who you'll know well and back again We're delighted to have him. You were missing him last week. It's the main man himself, TJ. You're back from County Roscommon.
0: How do I am and what an experience it was. I've spent the last two weeks in Roscommon. I'm a changed man since I came back. I have to say some of the depravity and abject squalor that I witnessed in Roscommon. It just made me so, so proud to be from Mayo. Absolutely. We were lucky not to lose you though. We were. It was a lot of trouble getting through the border there. I was smuggled in in the back of Tommy Goonan's Mayo kit van. And look, it was a tough way to get in, but it was well worth it in the end. But just for the the people of Mayo to still have a senior football team involved in the All-Ireland series. Roscommon, they don't have that.
1: Number one team in Connacht? By far. Absolutely. Well, you find us in good form. We're looking ahead. We're back in the semi-final again for the 19th year in a row. This team just keeps, they keep finding a way. We think they're gone. You can never write that right off this Mayo team. We're
0: heading back again. We're playing a team who we know well, the boys from the kingdom. Just before we get on to that topic, I don't want to overlook this game by, by any stretch of the imagination, but it's worth noting we're only 79 and a half days out until Mayo face... GMIT, and the, con- the conic centre of mediocrity, oh, yeah. just in the town of Eastern Gales there, just outside Clermarse. And
1: we absolutely can't wait for it, I suppose this game really, it's it's all about feeling ourselves out now, heading into this game at the weekend, just, just to see where we are, I suppose, looking ahead to those big games which lie ahead on the horizon coming up in January when the, the sod gets nice and hard, the long days, the dry ball, we can't wait. We'll see how we go on here on Sunday, so I suppose at this point, we'll look back... Anything to add from the Roscommon from the game? Have we, can we knock anything else out of that match?
3: They were a bit shit. Huh?
1: Terrible. Yeah, we haven't got an awful lot to add here, I suppose. The only thing I think we can really take from it is, and we're absolutely delighted here at the podcast, the main man finally getting a run, the man from the south, Nally. We were delighted to see him on. Wow. What a performance. I have to say, his stats are absolutely outrageous. Two minutes... Two points.
3: It works out at about one point every minute, if you if you break it down. Yeah. I, have, I have a friend who's in the stats department in the Mayo uh, setup up as well, and he was saying, you know, in the two minutes, he, he covered a total of 10k. You wow. Know, 10 so, K. Yeah, 10k. So it would
1: be fair to say, so that
0: over the 70 minutes on Sunday, anything less than 65 points from Shane Nally? It's to be expected. And, and really the most remarkable thing of it was the fact that the Gary Moore curse has been lifted. Explain. Sean Nally came on, on the, off the bench the last day, and in that performance... He put years of misery to bed for the people of Gary Moore. It dates back to a story going back about seven or eight years. So Enda who we're all familiar with, former Mayo G A forward, and the big man, current Leicester City striker. Mm-hmm. He was passing. He was passing from Dublin to Mayo coming down for a training session. It was 1951, uh, military time. It was, it was nine minutes to eight. And what he did was he drove past the Ballinalac, Mace and Supermax filling station and he drove on about 15 minutes up the road and he ended up pulling into another filling station in Tarman Barry. Word spread. Gypsies mm-hmm. on the roadside heard word of this and a curse was placed upon him for not going into Supermax or Mace. They said, for as long as you live... No player from Gary Moore will ever play well for Mayo. Any Gary Moore player to come on in Crow Park will give the ball away and Mayo will lose. But Sean Nally, he set the record straight and he broke the
3: curse last weekend. Well, thank God, these Nally's from South Mayo have been persecuted for how long? I mean, Nally's class like a savage. He was blasting them over left and right. Boom. Bang, bang. And it just brings me on to the next topic, like
0: we're all for breaking curses here in Mayo. We still have the curse of 1950. And one thing, actually, that I must say, around this time of year, it starts to creep in. Always this time of year. Smart uh, Alexes. Smart Alex Corduffs from outside the county yes. will say that, oh, should you... should If the two surviving members of that team were... God forgive me. If they were dead, Mayo would win the All-Ireland. And that sickens me to hear that about two Mayo heroes. In my opinion, they don't need to die for Mayo to win, Sam. We just need to convince the church that they're dead. So, yes. would we be in the market of having maybe a fake funeral and slipping them into witness protection, giving them new names? The flying doctor could become the flying fisherman, perhaps. Hide
3: mm-hmm. him there on belly I yeah, think I've... Bella Hadreen, maybe. Well, look, I'm, I
1: suppose looking back at the past there, we have planned for things in games in previous years. They didn't
0: work out. I suppose that plan is probably the best plan that Mayo have ever come up with. We have to be tactically astute, and we have to make sure not to leave this plan behind us in any hotels on the way to the match on Sunday.
1: 100%. Okay, so at this point of the program, we're going to move swiftly on. We're going to have a little look ahead to the big battle on Sunday, half past three, the Battle of the Wild Atlantic Way, Wayo, and Kerry. TJ, your thoughts on the kingdom. Where do you see their main threats coming from on Sunday?
0: Well, look, the one thing I'd be worried about. This worried me in 06. It worried me when Mayo came up against uh, Tipperary last year. It worried me against Derry in the championship this year. This this tactic of the the high ball in and the, the smashing fist. You know you know what I'm talking about. That's smashing. The smashing, smashing fisting. fisty fisting. from the full forward. Fisting. It's proved so dangerous. The w- the way someone like Donaghy, for example, we've seen him on countless occasions fist the ball into the bag against Loves Mayo. Fisted. Big fister. All team like all Into down the, the sack. years, he's been well able to do it, and that's something we're going to really have to watch out for. So I suppose in my we opinion.
1: we can look at Donohue, we can you know we can eulogise him all you want, but I think we have to look at we have to look at ourselves and mm. what we have to offer. So I'm going to throw the ball out there. I'm going to the first person I think who'd make a very good job at uh, at American the Star would be our good friend the Bird uh, Barry Moore. I was mm. watching him there a couple of weeks ago. He's sporting a lovely he's love sporting a lovely new haircut. We really like it, Barry. If you're listening, lovely long, flowing hair. We haven't seen your hair that that long in a good while. Very handsome. Very, very handsome man, looking like another uh, big Mayo man with the with the hair like that. But I was talking to um, I was talking to my sources there close to the panel. Tommy Goonan was telling me that the bird is training hard. Some would say he's flying. He's flying and training this weather. so the bird is. Yeah, so I think definitely Barry is a live option, I think, to go back and mark the star on Sunday. I'm and delighted to as hear well that. As
3: that, he knows he won't get a new car in January if he doesn't play a game this year. So he kind of wants to play. Yeah. So yeah, it'd be good if he did get the game.
0: I would love to see friend of the friend of the podcast, Barry Moore, and getting due respect and having him thrown in there on someone like Donaghy. Height for height, tit for tit, I think he'd be well able to go. Yeah.
3: Anyone else? I think uh, anyone from South Southamere, really, you know, you have Caelan Crowe, you have Sinead Nelly, you'll have Starr there. and I don't like to go on about Mayo politics, but I think there's a great player there, David Dolan. David there. Dolan, yeah. Yeah, a great footballer, I think.
1: Yeah, listen, I think he's probably, he probably lacks experience at the highest level, but even if he was to come on, maybe just for the last five minutes. Look, I mean, there's a lot of, we have a lot of viable options, I think, but, you know, we've got guys there. Mickey Conroy could do a job. Jerk Cafferkey, we've... <laughs> Who? Do, could do you think he could be? Oh, Jer. He's never. You he, know, I don't. Or Jer he, Brady. He's never. He's he's never. I suppose been tested in the full back line against a player like Donny. I'm sure he's worth a go. He's nothing to lose.
0: David Brady. Could we coax him out of retirement?
1: Well, I have to say, the last time he marked Kieran Donnelly. Stunner. If, if we'd only put him on thirty seconds earlier before Kerry scored all those goals, we might have won that All Ireland, and we wouldn't be here. We'd be getting on with our lives. But here we are. We not still waiting. Anyone.
3: There's another Drake in Battle isn't there? You know, If you if you got a Bird and two Drakes either side of Donaghy, he wouldn't...
1: Yeah, listen, I think no matter how far you look at it, I think you can't look past the Birds, really, I suppose. Because with that highball, as we said before, going over teams in attack, but to be able to soar up above up above uh, the likes of Donaghy could be very, very important. One thing I think we, we need to look at as well, though, I mean, a lot of the focus has been put on Donaghy, but there is more to this Kerry team than um, than just Kieran Donaghy. I mean, you only have to look at James O'Donoghue there. I mean he's elusive, he's quick, he's a very slippery corner forward. Mm. Some might even say, you know, he'd be as slippery as the um as the, the Mayo the Mayo showers. Shit, yeah, sorry, no, um yeah, but uh O'Donohue, yeah, I mean a top class player, I mean is a prolific scorer. I think we can't completely focus on the likes of Donaghy because they have other players who will got to do damage as well. Another player who I like a lot, Barry John Kane. I think he's a really good player. Um you know, in the past, I suppose you could say we're as dodgy under the high ball as his hair. You know, he could do damage.
0: He's proven he's coming on in matches and he's kicking the ball over the bar from all sorts of angles. So it's, it's there. We need, we need our goalkeeper, David Clark, to be able to catch those points that are going over and to be able to fist them out to the backs. And if we can keep a clean sheet goals-wise and points-wise, we'll be in with a very good chance of winning this match on Sunday. Yeah, David's conceding too many points for my liking.
1: Yeah, I mean he's probably, uh, he's not having the best uh, couple of seasons for Mayo, but would there be anything to be said for maybe pushing David Clark out to the number three jersey and maybe
3: bringing Ken. in our... 16th man?
1: Maybe. Would we'll we go with the 16th man? We'd have room for Or broom Kenneth.
3: Or, or Kenneth. Kenneth O'Malley. I'll tell you who uh, now that i uh, I come to it. Knockmore have a great keeper there. What was his name? Um. Oh,
1: the man with the bandage? Aiden Kilcone.
3: That's the one. Yeah, yeah. Like, I watched him in the county final there last year, and his, his awareness is great. Like, Barry Moore, I remember distinctly Barry Moore took a shot for a point, and Aiden said, I could come out for it, but no, like, it's not a goal threat, so I'm just going to let it bounce. He decides to just five let years it years out and bar. let it bounce over the bar. Do you yeah. know, make it look like he was going for it, but at the same time, just let it go over his head and bounce over the bar. Yeah, well,
1: I suppose as long as he's not letting the ball into the net, we'll take points. That's what a goalkeeper is for. It's not a point keeper. Well, maybe. We could play our two goalkeepers,
0: one for points and one for goals. What do you think? Uh, Well, look, there's a lot of issues that Mayo have to deal with, but I think we're well equipped. I think we have the plan, and I think we're going to be ready to do it. But can I ask you, Fat Larry, what do you see as being the key battle in the match at the weekend?
1: I think looking ahead to the game the next day, I think that the key battle is going to come, I think, in our half-back line. The Mayo half-back line is a really strong area in our team. Absolutely class. And... On the contrary, a lot of people would say that the half forward line is Kerry's weakest line they haven't been uh, they haven't been firing at all cylinders there during the year so I think for me the key battle is going to come with our number five I suppose we've always been blessed in Mayo to have one of the great number fives in the country and and that man of course is Pat Holmes I think his battle with uh, Kerry sharpshooter Fungi the Dolphin I think is going to really play a massive role in the game the next day I suppose you know one thing that Pat is blessed with he's blessed with the lightning pace. He's really light on his feet and I suppose he can he can get up and, and kick a score as well, you know. So I think if Pat can go out the next day and put fungi on the back foot, I think, and really press on, ...get a goal and maybe tap over a few points like we've seen him do time and time again over the last few years. I think that'll definitely, that'll set the tone but I think one thing Mayo have to do, they can't sit back. They've got to try and push on and put these Kerry half-fours under pressure and as I said before, Fungi has definitely been susceptible to uh, attacking half-backs in the past.
0: I absolutely agree with you and some of our younger listeners won't know this but the play of Pat Holmes at the moment reminds me of a wing-back that we witnessed back in the 90s, and he was a joy to watch. Lee Keegan, do we remember him, lads? Oh, wow. yeah. How could we forget him? What, what, a, what a footballer. Some would say the best footballer to ever play for Mayo. I think Pat Holmes is the Lee Keegan of this era.
1: Yeah, he's definitely, he's going to push, he's going to push him all the way over the next few years. He's Luckily for us, I suppose Pat is still in his prime. He's still got...
0: I suppose when it comes down to a match between two... Brilliant, brilliant teams like Mayo and Kerry. You have to think about who has learned the most from the last day out. So can we cast our minds back to the famous replay of 2014 and just some of the things that went wrong for Mayo on that day and some of the things that maybe they could have switched earlier. Well, you
1: ask me there, TJ, if I can cast my mind back. I'm going to be brutally honest here and say there hasn't a second that has passed in the last three years that I've forgotten about that day. Mm. Um, some of you listeners may or may not know, but... I still haven't slept a wink since that night. I'm so haunted by what I saw that day. Um, I feel that that was our chance to get over the line. And I felt that we were absolutely robbed blind um, by a a referee who... Listen, we've we've had him on here in the past. We're not going to mention him again. Thankfully, we got over that. But I think looking back to that game... um, you know, I think Mayo showed what they could do going forward. You know, they got plenty of scores on the day, but again, it was, it was our full back line that let us down. So I think if if Mayo can shore that up on Sunday, definitely I think we're in with a fighting chance.
0: One of the big changes I'd make from that day, if you'll remember, Aidan O'Shea and Killian O'Connor ran into each other and received simultaneous concussions. What bad tactic! I I I go. If I was Rachi now, I'd really advise the lads not to do that on Sunday. What as kind it of a plan be. was that? It would be detrimental to our chances. But something that could improve our chances is using the sideline well. And what an impact mm. we had off the sideline that day! Oh, wow, we'll never forget it. He came in like a wrecking ball. Do 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 do. Sorry. How we could do, do 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 with a with a with an impact player like Big Mick. Mayo Mick And I'm wow. reliably informed Mayo Mick will be at the game on Sunday Whether he'll be pitch side or not Remains to be seen But the rumours have been flying around hey. Mayo I've heard it I've seen him in town the last day He had his foam roller under his arm He looks like he's ready to go He's looking fit He's looking sharp And the rumours say He's going to be dressed up As either Willie Joe Patton Or Kira McDonald Depending on which way you look at him Yeah so I think definitely He mightn't have a full game in him But if you go come on And make a similar impact the next day And if our players don't run into each other I think we have a chance is there any potential changes that could be made to this Mayo team for the game going forward? Because we know management have been slow to bring players in off the bench, but it worked very well the last day. Could there be any changes made from the start, Patsy?
3: I think you could bring in such players as Daniel Cribby Do you know him? He made a mm. massive effort when he came on the last day. I think he covered something like seven k in the thirty Absolutely. seconds he was on. Uh, Fabulous display. Uh, there's a player there from Castlebar as well. Uh, I know he should be brought in. He's in the panel now. A while he should be. Should be in there the next stage, you know, and that's um, Niall Taglish, as well as that, I suppose, uh, Fergal Golden.
1: Absolutely, I suppose we've been critical of him here in the past, I suppose, but definitely if you're looking at a player with the physical size and strength to come on, and Mark Kieran, Danny, could you look any further than the man from
3: Ahamore? No, but you know he hasn't been at training either this week. He was up at the Novena and saying his prayers, but.
1: Ah, jeez, like, what's what? What's wrong with him? Like, he just...
3: There was a text sent out again this week saying, No, novena. No, and...
1: no, no, no reek. No, novena. <sighs> he's lucky to be still on the panel, I'd say.
3: Look, he's a religious guy. That has
0: to be respected by management. I don't like the way that he's being subjugated for some of his actions when he's doing them for the good of the team. He went up to Knock to say a few prayers for the Mayo team. Yeah. Lord knows we need them.
1: God... Bloody hell, we do.
3: You know, and that comes from management levels. You know, so maybe. You
0: know, maybe
1: we should cut ourselves slack. Maybe just say we'll leave the religion to one side and we'll do what's best for the county of Mayo and put the big man in on the square. I think he's a proven defender in the past, done well there. Any other players besides any players, I suppose, who are outside the panel?
0: Players outside the panel. Players outside the country, even. All right. For example, there's some fine footballers from Mayo in over in New York. Yeah. How about Tom Kniff, Lee Merwin, Michael Hall? We get the three of them brought back in and line them out as a makeshift full back line to take on this Donahue Donahue gainy threat that we're going to be facing on Sunday. I wouldn't see any problem with it, whether they've been training or not, whether they've been living in Mayo or not, whether they've been drinking seven nights a week or not. I Doesn't think, matter.
3: I think it's uh, see big enough books in New York, don't The best, be players, to do them. The best players have to play.
0: As I suppose
1: it's here saying, they've spent enough time over in the Big Apple. Surely they're they're used to big things at this stage. They should be able to come back and do a job for 70 minutes. OK, so we've looked at the changes we can make on the field. But I'd like to make a... This could be a bit of a sweeping statement here. Maybe not the right time of the year. Certainly, maybe a little bit close to the game to be making a call like this. But do you think that we should change the management team heading into the big match on Sunday? Like... I definitely think, look, in the county there, there's some good up-and-coming managers. But I always did feel myself that it was the joint ticket managerships that worked the best. And I'd have to say, you know, you can't look past a management team of one, one Pat Holmes. But what I'd like to know is, is there anyone else that you could? think of that would be able to join that major team with Pat. Billy tits
3: Patrick, he'd be a great addition. He'd Billy Tits, good. the man from Claremaritz. Maybe yeah, uh, a man party? I
1: suppose who's been around the block. He's uh he's kept the faith always, doesn't believe in curses either. Not at all. So he could be a viable, a viable option to, to go in there with Pat.
3: Patsy, have you got any suggestions? Maybe Liam McHale. You know, he has a great relationship with the county board, and you know, I'd say Anthony, Anthony asked for even whether it's sixty uh, k or not. Yeah. He could. Uh, you know they could be sorted for him after.
1: That's an interesting point you made there, Patsy. Would I say? Would you have ever considered maybe the idea of a triple major team? Oh, yeah, with wow. Liam McHale and his good friend, we saw what they could do on Monday in Crow Park. They they proved, I suppose, Liam proved exactly what he could do in Crow Park on the bank holiday. Surely he's an option. Uh, TJ,
0: you're keeping very quiet over there. For you're me, look very at very carefully. For me, look it's at this really known. there really is only one man for the job, and you have to go on track record here. Yeah. And you have to go on the guy that has the best record of any Mayo manager. He has the honour of losing three All-Ireland finals. Mm. He's Mayo's most successful manager. Mm. And Can I, I s- wouldn't see anything wrong with having John Mohan Absolutely. coming in. Yeah,
1: Six-time winner of the best legs in Mayo. It's funny you should say that, actually, because on the line we're actually joined by the greatest Mayo manager of all time. Three All-Ireland finals. The King, John Mahan. You're very welcome to the podcast.
2: Hello guys, how are you getting on? Love the show.
1: It's great to have you, John. Um, Your thoughts on the big game on Sunday. You know you have a proven track record against against the Kingdom. Uh, John, do you think there would be any chance that we might be able to get you on the sideline on Sunday? Is it too soon?
0: Just going to say, Summer Sun is here, John Mahan has no fear. And that's absolutely true. But there certainly is no fear of me being on the sideline on Sunday now, apart from being in my in my usual punditry role and maybe topping up on my tan but i certainly won't be there in any sort of a management capacity Do you know i think young stephen rochford is doing just a, a fabulous fabulous job i'd love to see them get the job done on sunday and maybe see rochford going one step closer to equally my illustrious record
1: very good john yeah i mean i just had thought i'd say there was passing in the road there the other evening i was passing through ballyhane there was a lot of cars in the car park out there i'm not suggesting anything here but if the possibility did arise, would you answer the Mayo call? Look, if you know where to find me, I'll be in the gym. Well, you heard it here, folks. We're not, uh, we're not preempting anything here on the podcast. But John Mahan, Mayo legend. Thanks very much. He's, he's had his say.
2: Pleasure, guys. Love the show. Keep up the good work. Okay.
1: Good luck. Thanks a million, John. We'll see you in the latex. So at this point of the program, I suppose we're gonna. We're going to throw a little question out to the May we're Back following. We're very lucky here at the page. I suppose the following has swollen over the last few weeks. Ugh. We're very, very grateful to all our followers. We really do appreciate it. So this week we're going to give the May we're Back followers an opportunity to win a little prize. So we got a question here. So can you name a pl- the player who wore the number 20 jersey? in Mayo's 2014 clash against Kildare.
3: It's
1: not Porco Not Porco So, if you think you got the answer, send us a message to the page, at MayoRBack. and if you can give us the right answer, you will be the lucky recipient of a brand spanking new Wayo baseball cap. So, be sure to send your messages into the programme, see what comes out. Okay, so at this point of the programme, we don't mean to ever end on a bad note, but there is a very serious issue that we need that we need to bring up on the podcast mm, yeah so last night i was sitting at home i was contacted by a whistleblower from within the county board Maybe. a well a well respected member of the uh, county board who has been in touch with very worrying news regarding the Mayo GAA lotto tj would you like to explain the story
0: this is extremely worrying and it's just it's another one of those situations again where we thank the whistleblower their anonymity is more important than anything else, so we will not be mentioning their name, but very, very big thanks to for that. The information, it's shocking. When you look down through the list, it's, 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 it's an endemic amongst the county board at this stage. It's from top to bottom. We need a root and branch look at what exactly is going on inside the camp there. So, it's the Mayo Lotto that we're going to zoom in on this week with the Mayo back investigates team.
3: Yeah, we're just looking there uh, 200 euro was won in the in the lotto by a certain member of uh, the Mayo County Board backroom team and you know we're not going to mention anything but he was a certain JP dressed in lamb clothing. And um, look as we'll end it there. We'll just call it the silence of the lamb really. That's all we can That's all
1: we can say. I suppose another worrying trend was players and former players Winning the lotto?
0: I mean, I've never seen anything like it in all my years of following Mayo GA. This is the biggest outrage I've ever come across. We thought we saw it all with the scandals of the last few years, but they've managed to outdo themselves again. Yes, you've heard of mileage and you've heard of backhanders and you've heard of players, players being paid professionally. But a €500 euro brown envelope, it's a brown envelope. It was passed out to a former Mayo panelist this week in the lotto.
1: What size envelope? A4? A4 Surely couldn't have been bigger than A4 No, It wouldn't have been allowed into
0: the stadium Exactly So they would have kept to those But they're gone so off the rails now This county board That you wouldn't know what they're capable of Do you know who's paying for it? Sky Sports
2: And that's what
0: sickens me the most And we can tell you something For our loyal listeners out there Sky Sports is not free to air But the Mayo Back podcast will always be free to air. a
3: one-off subscription, as free
0: as the license fee, which will cost you just 150 euro.
1: We'll keep GAA free to 150 euro.
0: Look, if we could get 150 euro for doing this job, that'd be fine. The price is good. This job doesn't pay too well, but we're only too happy to do it. And let us just say one thing to the county board: if they're listening, you know where we are. We will continue to expose these scandals, unless, of course, we come up as winners in the next Mayo GAA Lotto.
1: You know where we are. Stop copying our stuff.
0: We're going to wrap things up here. There's nothing else left to be said at this stage, only to get your predictions for the big match. We'll start off with yourself, Fat Larry. Well, listen, I think it's going to be a
1: tough game. There's not going to be too much in it. It's going to be a point either way. It's going to tip the scale. But I think, listen... If the Mayo full backline can come out and play, if they can stick tight to their man, maybe as tight as Tommy Goonan is when he's manning the turnstiles in McHale Park, I think this Mayo team are going to have a fighting chance on Sunday.
3: Just Patsy, just going off what Fat Larry said there. Yeah, it's going to be a very tight battle. But I don't. If th- I think if we if we don't do a total change out with the backline, we're in trouble. Do you know, I think we need to bring in Caelan Crow, David uh, David Dolan, uh, Shane Nanny needs to get whatever length of time the game goes on for, whether it be seventy or one hundred and seventy minutes. Do you know, we need him on that pitch. One hundred percent. JP? Mayo by 20 or a draw. Thanks very much. That's it from the
0: esteemed panel. We want to thank them for what we've seen in the room this evening. We've seen the years of experience We've heard knowledge and wisdom. And if you're here with me, you would have smelled a real a real, musky, a real musky smell of Mayo Pride. And it's the smell we want to get from the Mayo fans on Sunday. It's the smell of sitting in your car for three to four hours driving up to a match in Dublin. It can be confused with the smell of shite, but it really isn't. It is the smell of Mayo Pride. And I'm looking forward to getting that into my nostrils on Sunday.
1: Thanks for listening, guys. Mayo do do do. And to play us out on this week's podcast... We got a well-known Mayo classic, Fight for Sam by David Howley.